Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to part two of my conversation with sports physio Joseph Bisignano. In this episode, we chat more about concussion, returning to play, and different rectus femoris strains. And finally, some golden tips and advice for all of you. Now, let's get into this week's episode. On that note, do you have any on-field tests for concussion? I think the, the gold standard for a concussion test is the SCAT-5, but mm-hmm. that can only be done technically by a doctor. Right. So if you're at a level of sport where you've got a doctor on hand, that's a good old-fashioned, good old handball, yeah. um, straight to the doc. But a good alternative to that is an app called HeadCheck. So I would encourage everyone to have a look. Free app. I like can, free. I yeah, like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barrier gone. Yeah. Um, and it just takes you through all the questions. So... Yeah. It's essentially, is the person nauseous? Is the person, um, mm. did they lose consciousness or anything like that? Yeah. There's obviously the full array of questions. Um, do you have a headache? Mm. Are you dizzy? Any nausea? Um, basically, it runs through everything. Yeah. And then at the end of it, it'll just come up saying, consult a doctor or concussion not suspected, monitor symptoms. Yep. It's obviously on the cautious side. It's not going to say, oh, you don't really have one. Just see how you go. (laughs) Can you imagine if it it pumped out like what you just said? Yeah. (laughs) Nice. But then there's the whole get someone to count backwards from 10 by 3, see, we're going to ask them who kicked the last goal. Are we up or down? Yeah. Just check everything. Yeah. Just the basic stuff. Basic stuff. Yeah, it's nothing fancy. Mm. It really isn't. It's just nailing the basics when it comes to the noggin. And sometimes as soon as they stand up, you know if something's not right. Yeah. If they look even just wobbly, I think that's enough to pull someone off. Super spacey. Yeah. Eyes are glazed over. Yeah. I work with, I'm lucky I work with an osteo called Caitlin and Mm. she's an AFL. um, She works in not the top level AFL, but she works for one of the local clubs cool and um western jets oh nice yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm quite new to afl so i'm yeah, always a bit confused but she has a specific <clears throat> interest in concussions and how to manage Groove. so she's got lots of rehab tools and mm. rehab ideas and she's been teaching us um during the in services oh wow and it's so interesting like concussions and the synapses and the nerves it's cr- i need to get her on this podcast i'd love to unpack that yeah that's yeah crazy. Yeah, when she was running through the um, in-services, we were all just mind-blown, literally, cool. um, about all the stuff they can go. It's not just a head knock. It's, it's literally a brain injury. Yeah, Alan Pierce, um, Dr. Alan Pierce, does leading researcher in concussion. Mm. He's someone that's massive on just saying it's not a head injury, it's a brain injury. Yeah. Did he? Was he in the movie Concussion with Will Smith? Is that him? Jeez, if he knows Will Smith, that's not bad. <laughs> As a Will Smith played him. I think there was a movie called Concussion. Wow. It's, it's got Will Smith in it. And he played the doctor. This is the, the um, not what's the American football called? NFL. Gridiron. NFL. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say NRL. Um, <laughs> NFL. He was like the first doctor who really pulled up and talked about concussion as right. a serious problem. I don't think that would be... It might be Alan Pierce. Um, he's mm. Aussie, so... but uh, could Probably be. not him. He's yeah, American. Yeah. <laughs> if he's getting Will Smith to play him, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with that, though. Yeah, go, I know. Go, Alan. I know. So Maybe not in these recent days after what happened at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> he, got, he got banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Uh, don't think... As long as he didn't give... Um, as long as he didn't give Chris Rock a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he, he looked a bit dazed after that. I would say he probably did have one. <laughs> 
All right, let's talk about how do you stay calm when the players are keen? Because we know that athletes, they're keen to return a play. There's a grand final on the line. They don't want to come off after rolling their ankle or whatever. Mm. But if you think that they are medically unsafe to do so, how do you keep calm in telling them that they shouldn't play? Yeah. So it's a trick. I guess this is just the whole gray area of sports medicine in general, mm. in the sense that you look at a you look at an AFL list or an elite sport list in the middle of the season. There is going to be very few people that are, aren't battling a tiny niggle or haven't battled a tiny niggle or something like that sure, throughout yeah. the season. So how do you stay, I guess, calm when players are really keen? They want to play. They want to. They're doing everything they can. Mm. I think there's a difference as well between being unsafe and in that gray area. Mm-hmm. So for instance, let's just use a hamstring injury as an example. It comes down to if someone's got maybe a mild or someone's got a grade one or they're coming back from a four-week hamstring and they want to come back a game early. Yeah, There's things to consider. So it's who are they playing? Is mm-hmm. it a big game? Who's the player? How important are they? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be a potentially make the difference? Yeah. And then it's what can they do versus what can't they do. So if it's a midfielder in football, for instance, who you're relying on to burst packs, but they haven't sprinted in training, there is no way they're playing. Because yeah. like you haven't, you can't sprint, yeah. you can't play your game. So that's a conversation to one, have with the player, have with the coach. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you can't, if someone's on the, like probably that 50-50 call, mm. that's a team effort between mm. physio, coach, player. Yeah. explaining the risks, making sure all of that is clear. So yeah. there's a big risk that this, you might um, re-injure the hamstring yeah. or there's a risk that you just won't have, you won't be able to play your game mm. and then that might go to the coach. So this is what I think. It's round 14 against second from the bottom. What's mm. the point of risking our star player? Whereas if we lose, we miss finals and taking the risk regardless. Sure, yeah. You can live with that risk. Yeah. From the physio's end, you explain the risks. Yeah. You um, you do everything you can to tick off markers, or perhaps mm. chat to the coach about, look, this position's not going to work. Is there another role for this player to play? Yeah. That might be more suitable. And then it's a team decision. Yeah. So that grey area is another thing that I feel I've gone a lot better at in the last year. Cool. But still get challenged all the time. For sure. And there's, it's like come finals time, it's very much a case you can be a bit more cowboy. and <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there, there was a, strap it up and send them out. Yeah, wrap it and strap it. Yeah. Basically, there was like a calf injury last year. In a, There were three finals left, so we opted to mm. send him out of the first final, but second final was do or die. Yeah. So it was best player in the team. You put him out there, give, yeah. him, give him every chance and got through. Got Absolutely. through well. Yeah. Basically, we just kind of said, all right, we'll save the fitness test to two hours before the game. If you can sprint, mm-hmm. you can hop and you can la- launch for a mark. You've got my tick. Yeah. Be content with the risks and get out there. And I think even if they do fail that test, mm. there is still a chance that they will still want to go. Absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, they are adult consenting adults. Exactly right. So you can't... For someone not to play, even though that's probably what they should do. 
Um, I know like I'm a bit of a tennis fan. So when, when I was I was watching a video on Rafa Nadal um, when he played last year or like two, three years ago, French Open, he had these massive blisters on his hand. And obviously Crazy, yeah. blisters in tennis, it's kind of a game changer, right? Like a game ender. Absolutely. But he continued, he got to the final. He lost against Warenka in the finals. But he, he played until then. And, you know, a normal person would have been like, oh, blister, I can't keep playing. I've got to pull out. <laughs> but no, like Rafa Not made Rafa. it to the final. So... I mean, you probably could have pulled out. Probably would have been sensible. I'm sure he's not poor after if he. He took a set off him as well, didn't he? <laughs> like, yeah, that's I remember right. watching. Just like this is so hard to watch, but I just I could feel the pain. Like that's how much how yeah. much pain he was physically in. And um, I guess that also starts a bit of a conversation about team sport versus individual sport. Individual yeah. sport, you personally, you got nothing to lose. That's right. Team sport. If you're going to be a burden out there, think about could someone come in and play your role better than you? Yeah, that's because a you're really only at fifty percent. So, I guess that's another thing to factor in. Mm. But yeah, don't want to take anything away from Rafa. Nah, man. Duh. He's the goat. He's the goat. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about um, <clears throat> what... Okay. How do you grade rec fem strains and what's the return... Okay, very specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what's the return to kicking like? This question's from Bo Science. I don't know if you've seen his his work on Instagram. Bo Science. No, I haven't, but I will I will hit him up. <laughs> He's really good at calling out people's BS. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I'll make sure I give you a lovely evidence-based <laughs> yeah. answer to this, Bo. Yeah. Otherwise, um, he's going to make a reel about you. Yeah. Jokes, jokes, Well, first of all, grading soft tissue, I've kind of under like i've learned so much soft tissue from from the fellas that enhance particularly brenton mr mm. hamstring mm. um he's kind of steered me away from the whole thinking of something as a grade one two or three and grading things a bit more okay mild moderate or severe yep, sure. which i like because then it takes away the element of okay grade one it's only two weeks oh grade yeah. two it's going to be four or grade three it's going to be six sure. yes so it takes away that and it also goes into what we know about muscle injuries where it's like early loading's good. It's mm. more milestone based than timeline based. Yeah. Oh, maybe calves obviously are a little bit more timeline of healing, but we're mm. talking rec fems at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess mild, moderate, severe. How do I grade that based on like objective findings? The mild ones are ones that might just be feelings of tightness or just, mm. oh, I've, Every time I kick at that end of range, I'm I'm just getting this pinch in my quad or every time I yep. sprint, like it's just not comfortable. Yep. They're often those mild ones that don't necessarily have that moment in time. Mm. Uh, when you say moment, do you mean like the, ah, crap. Yeah. So the gotcha. the kick and it's like, oh, but bloody hell. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> there's the pinch or yeah. a rapid D cell and yep. you're getting all that like eccentric load through your rec fem yeah, sure. um, and you can really pinpoint that moment in time. That's where I strained it yeah. as opposed to, oh, just throughout the game, it just started feeling a bit worse. Gotcha. So the way I like to just handle that conversation with someone about, oh, how long am I out for mm. is if someone's had a moment in time for a rec fem, I'll say, okay, straight away, we start that at around that three-week, four-week kind of mark. Sure. Yeah. And it's all going to be out. I'll send them a bit of a table that I've worked up of phases of rehab, mm-hmm. markers to hit. Once you hit this marker, you can start doing this. Once I you hit this that. marker, you start doing this. Yeah. Um, and that gives just them, one, it gives them a goal. Yeah. So they actually do their rehab because yeah. a lot of it's exercise-based. Yes, 100%. Yeah, so for instance, like, okay, you can squat, 
you've got a pain-free active straight leg raise with a bit of resistance cool you can start some jogging yeah you can do a reverse nordic pain-free you can do a reverse lunge great you can start some stride work Mm. let's bring in some 20 meter kicking Mm -hmm. let's bring in some 30 meter kicking keep building on that you can do loaded reverse nordic speed reverse lunges okay let's bring you up to a little bit of sprinting and let's start bringing in some excels decels so that's the, I guess that's phases of Rec FM grading, grading the injuries. So mild is might have a moment, but mm-hmm. nothing too crazy, mm-hmm. bit pinchy. A moderate, some definitely that moment in time, very easy to identify. That's the spot. Yeah. Might have some mild swelling or bruising. Yeah. Severe, you'll know if it's a severe one. With the severe strains, yeah. is that where you see the divot in the muscle? Yeah, so potentially there'll be much more like swelling, potentially mm. bruising as well, mm-hmm. that divot that you speak of as well. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with those severe ones, it's not going to like being on any length test. It's going to be horrific. Mm. Um, obviously, someone, they probably won't be walking to you. They will be hopping. <laughs> on carried. Their, yeah, yeah, very much carried. And they're the ones you might go you'd probably want to go down the path of getting a scan, assess tenderness damage, tendon damage, um, and make sure just there's nothing else that might require any further management and do not be afraid to refer out for an opinion. Mm. I think that's one of the biggest things we've got as physios yet. We've got such a massive toolkit of what we can do, but we get two different opinions as well from a sports doc, a a sports physician. Yeah that person will just feel like, oh, I've got the whole team behind me. Yep. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. It's I'm being looked after here. Sure. So do not be afraid to branch out for those severe ones if you really want to or mm. just for that opinion, you'll learn from it. Yep. So I think that's the biggest thing. Great. I think you answered that really well. And I like what you said about uh, the the table of it being criteria-based yeah. or what did you say, like – milestone based basically milestone based yeah Yeah. because if you put a time frame to it then they'll be like i'm at four weeks why aren't i able to do this well every muscle heals differently every injury every person heals differently so um that's why i love the acl stuff is because it's criteria based and if you can't do this well you can't graduate to the next step and that that's subjective to the individual and I think that's probably the biggest learning experience as well from more of a sports, more sports physios opposed to, I guess, the traditional physio model where it's mm. come in, get your exercises, come and check back in. Yeah. It's more, I love setting a marker. So yeah. it's like, get to this and you've got the right to do it. Oh, I love thing it. Thing B. Yeah. And I actually use that language with some of the players as well. It's like, okay, yeah, if you show me you can do this or yeah. get tick this off, you've got the right to sprint. Takes the pressure off you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Puts the ball in their court. Exactly. So if they come and they're like, oh, I still can't do reverse Nordics. It's, have you done anything to build up to it? <laughs> nah, but. <laughs> so I was like, great. Yeah. Go do your reverse Nordics. Yeah. Get fall. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's end on some advice, some clinical pearls for current students who are about to start sports training work, but they have little to no experience at all. What do you have advice wise for them? So from a getting into sports training as a student, just get in. Um, that's the best thing you can do. Mm. Get the experience. Just I started in my first year of uni. Mm-hmm. I had absolutely zero experience with sports training, taping, mm-hmm. injury management for that matter, really. As yep. a first year student, you don't do touch on that too much. Yep. But 
Absolutely. If that's if sports physio or even just musculoskeletal physio mm-hmm. is something that you really want to go down the path of, I would get involved with a sports club. Yeah. You will. It'll be priceless learning because there'll probably be a physio there that you yeah. can just pick their brain. For sure. You'll. The best way to get good at taping is taping. Yes. So you'll tape <laughs> I love about, that. <laughs> you'll tape about a thousand ankles in your first month, and 100%. you'll never look back. Yeah. And. Next thing you know, you're building a bit of rapport with some of the players, mm-hmm. whether you're working with the the juniors, the the men's program, the women's program, whatever you would like to work with, yep. just get involved. Yep. And they, I've heard that the physio clinics that employ or get students to come and do the sports training, that is actually a job interview. They, they look yeah. at who's good, who's good under pressure, who can talk to people. Yeah. Because that's a big thing you don't, you don't, you can't really learn at uni is how to communicate, right? Absolutely. So they look at this stuff. So, you know, that's a job, that's a that's a six-month job interview, essentially. And even if you just, if you want to go into private practice, even if it's three years down the road, yeah. when you're handing in your resume, it's, they'll look at, yeah. oh, yeah, placements, yep, yeah, awesome. Oh, did footy for two years, yes. great. It's what sets you apart from the person next to you. Everyone's done placement. Everyone's done four years of uni, um, some more than others. But but yeah, like that that outside of extracurricular stuff, that's what sets you apart from um, Joe Blow next to you. (laughs) Yo, your name's Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Sets you apart from Joseph. And nothing will will ever meet the feeling, this is going to sound horrible, of feeling your first ever positive Lockmans. Uh. (laughs) You'll never forget how mushy it is. (laughs) It's like... So that's what a positive one feels like. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like we know. get off to that, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lockman. It's like, oh, I'll never know if I can feel it. You'll know when you get one. Oh, 100%. <laughs> when you yeah. get your first mushy. mushy first name. mushy. First mushy name. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think we'll end it there. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for your time, Joseph. Um, Thanks for having me. No worries, man. And yeah, I wish you all the best with your career and your future endeavors. And thank again, you. thank you so much for driving all this way just to record this potty. Um, <laughs> worth it for the waffles. <laughs> worth it. Yeah, that's right. My lovely wife cooked us some awesome protein waffles. So we're about to hit a, <laughs> uh, a leg day after this, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> put, the, put that protein to good use. Exactly. Can't let it simmer. <laughs> all right. And thank you to the listeners too for sending in your juicy, juicy questions. Um, if you want to see more of the stuff go and follow the flexing physio instagram and like always we will catch you in the next episode see you guys